Hi, I'm Phil Elwood reporting up from the ACC in Washington. Again, it's been a great meeting with some really exciting trials. I think the major thing uh, that's come out of this trial uh, is around PCSK9s and uh, the management of cholesterol. The Fourier trial reported as really one of the first up trials on the first day. Uh, Fourier was a trial of uh, Evolocumab uh, versus placebo in patients at um, high risk of cardiac disease. Some of them were just at risk and hadn't had an event, and, but so many of them had already had an event. The PCSK9 reduced cholesterol uh, by a further 50% in all patients, many of whom were on high and, or, and all of whom were on some form of statin. And so you got a further 50% reduction, which ended up with many of the patients having a chole an LDL cholesterol well under 1 and some under 0.5. The primary outcome of the uh, trial uh, was a composite endpoint of the death, MI, stroke, uh, urgent revascularization, and this was positive. It was a 15% risk reduction, which maybe wasn't quite as high as people originally anticipated, but was certainly statistically significant. For the harder endpoint, which we're now more familiar with of uh, death, cardiovascular death, MI, or stroke, there was a 20% risk reduction. The important issue from this trial really is that there was no danger signal either. There was no uh, adverse events uh, in the treated group compared to placebo. There was no uh, diabetes, muscle pains, uh, any hint of neurocognitive disorders. So what it tells us is getting your LDL cholesterol down really low has no side effects but has additional benefits. Now, of course, these drugs are very expensive, and whether they're going to be reimbursed in Australia for this indication, we'll have to wait and see. But what I think it, the message for the cardiology community is, one, it confirms the LDL hypothesis. The lower you go, the better. Two, there's no harm in going well below one. And therefore, we should lower the targets that we currently have for LDL cholesterol, currently 1.8 and use the drugs which we currently have in an armamentarium more, so have everyone on high-dose statin and probably on azetamide as well, and then see where we get to. Uh, as you know, the IMPROVE-IT study suggested the target should be 1.4. This trial would suggest the target should be 1 or even less. Following on from this uh, result was the SPIRE studies. Now, many of you in Australia were involved in the SPIRE program. Uh, which was with uh, Pfizer's PCSK9 inhibitor. And as you know, the trial was stopped um, earlier uh, or late last year. The they showed some interesting data uh, with this uh, drug, which is different to the uh, Sanofi drug and the Amgen drug in that it's not a pure human antibody. And because of that, it induced, um, it induced anti uh, uh, antigenic reaction. And you had neutralizing antibodies formed. And over time, the benefit of the drug was lost. So in the initial couple, few months, there was a 50% reduction similar to the, what we see with the other agents. But over the course of a year, that effect waned. And back, backed by um, uh, a year or so, uh, the reduction was much less. Uh, equally, uh, in this study, they demonstrated that there's a huge inter, uh, individual variability with some people having as much as 80% reduction and some as little as 20% reduction. Anyway, the trial was stopped. Um, there were two arms to the trial, uh, one of which had uh, patients who had uh, levels of cholesterol just over 1.8, and others who had levels of cholesterol over 2.5. It was a 
Because it was stopped, there was only a short duration of the trial. And in the first study, which where the average exposure was about six months, um, there was um, no difference. In the second trial, with the higher cholesterol, where there was an exposure out to a year, there was a demonstrated difference, as you would anticipate with the LDL hypothesis. Clearly not as great a magnitude as you might expect. Uh, this brings back to another point about the Fourier trial, that the magnitude of the benefit didn't occur for six months and seemed to be increasing as time went on, which again fits in with what our concept of LDL. There was another cholesterol uh, trial called CARAT. This was a trial of infusion of uh, HDL, essentially, to see if by raising HDL uh, we could reduce um, cardiac events. But this, in this trial, actually, we were looking, infusing HDL and looking at the intravascular ultrasound to see if it affected plaque. And there was no, no benefit at all. This similar result was found last year with um, APO1 Milano. So the whole HDL hypothesis is still a little bit in question. There were a number of other interest, interesting studies as well. Um, one of the major ones is SUR-TAVI. This was a trial in uh, intermediate risk patients with a predicted mortality between 3 and 15% uh, of TAVAR versus SAVAR. It used the Medtronic uh, core uh, valve, uh, the, uh, the self-expanding valve. This trial showed equivalence or non-inferiority between TAVAR and SAVAR, and in fact numerically a little bit better. It was a really interesting trial because the surgical mortality was incredibly low. In these patients who you predict 3 to 15, the 30-day surgical mortality was 1.7%. But by two years, which was the primary endpoint, the mortality in both arms was 11%. And the difference was that there was less stroke in TAVA than there was in SAVA. It's clear that uh, the indications for uh, transcatheroidic valve replacement will keep expanding. We've now got intermediate pa risk patients pr proven to be at least as equivalent and possibly better with both the major uh, valves that we're using. And we now look forward to the low-risk uh, studies which are coming in the future. Uh, another interesting interventional trial um, was uh, using FFR and really confirming the physiological measurement at the time of uh, cardiac coronary angiography is, is a major thing that's here to stay and should be used more. Uh, two trials compared uh, um, the, the standard FFR with ILR, as it's called, uh, where you don't need to inject adenosine, and really showed they were equivalent. So in the, with, for this, uh, all you need to do is pass the wire across the lesion, and have the, the machine which can measure ILR produce a number. And if it's less than 0.89, then it's ischemic and you need to do something. If it's above 0.89, you don't. There was some debate as to whether it was as good as FFR, but the study clearly showed it was non-inferior. And I think uh, many people will take that up as it will speed the process up. And in particular, saves you using adenosine, which is quite a costly drug. Another study that uh, used, used uh, FFR uh, was um, a study from Scandinavia looking at revascularization of STEMIs. So in the non-culprit lesion, they used the FFR and used that to guide their um, revascularization process. Clearly, those who were revascularized did better than those who weren't revascularized. What it didn't do is answer the question of whether that needs to be done immediately uh, at the same time as the other lesions or can be done sometime within the next uh, few days or weeks. And then we'll re we wait the results of some other big trials to tell us that. 
I think from my point of view that that was the major message from these, um, this meeting. There's a lot of other things going on, but the resurgence of interest in LDL cholesterol, the great interest in PCSK9 inhibitors, the whole question of how we're going to afford them uh, was really dominated the, the uh, meeting.